take a moment and just uh, pray. Father, thank you that no matter where we are right now, we know that you are with us. Father, that you meet us wherever we search and however we search, that you are present. So, Lord, we would ask right now, just be very present. Clear our thoughts, our minds, our hearts, to receive all that you want to speak and do. Father, we want to be changed as a result of hearing your word that gets in our heart so that truly we can be transformed as your people and be used for your kingdom in that transformation. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, to say to preaching to an empty church was something um, I thought I would be doing at some point. Well, I hope I wasn't going to have to preach to an empty church at some point. And, um, but uh, to continue to carry a message of the gospel and meet and be able to connect um, together to think it would be so important right now or how important that is and how quickly things have changed for us to figure out that change. And I'm just so grateful that we can continue to connect that way and continue to stream and use technology now for great kingdom purposes in the way that we can. And as I mentioned, we had started with a series of 40 days of community and how quickly that changed the last few weeks. And we're coming now to the, um, really last week, next week, uh, believe it or not, will be Palm Sunday. And when I put the series together, I had no idea where I would be at this point in time or how quickly things would change and what the Lord would speak regardless of what my plans are because his plans are always better. And putting his plans in place as we still look to his word and the scriptures that are pointed out to us in the lectionary that we're given, um, I believe the Lord still has this word that's stirring within us. And I want to talk about hope and, and how we serve together and what, and what that looks like. And for many of us struggling to find hope, especially in a time when things appear to be hopeless, when things are hopeless, we struggle to find hope. Often we feel hopelessness because we're helpless and we can't, in our own power, change our current situation. But hope can't be found in the things of the world. The world could never fill that hopelessness that we have. Hope is always alive in our life through faith in Christ Jesus. We find hope in the promises of God. The strength of hope lies in his faithfulness. I want to take a look at five promises the Lord gives us when life is difficult. That we know where that hope lies and that strength lies. And, and, but there's five promises the Lord gives us when life is difficult. And we can all agree right now things are pretty difficult. But these these promises are something that he gives to us that we are to remember as we are called to draw near to him. And the first promise is God is always with me. And if God is always with me, I will not fear. That I will not have fear if God is always with me. Knowing that, that, that my faith will push out those fears. That I'll stand strong in that faith knowing that he's with me. Second, God is always in control. Which means I will not doubt. But I will trust that he is in control. The problem I always have with that second promise is I think I'm in control. And when I think I'm in control, I get myself into trouble. But I've got to be reminded that God is always in control. And because he is, I will not doubt. Third promise is God is always good. 
I will not despair. I know his goodness, and I won't let despair take over that goodness of who he is to me in my life or who he is to us in our lives. The fourth promise when things are difficult is God is always watching, so I will not falter. I will not be distracted, but I know that, uh, that, that he's with me, that he's good, and that God's in control of all those things, and I know that he's with me, that God is always watching. The fifth promise when life is difficult is God is always victorious. And knowing that God is always victorious, I will not fail because my victory is in him. And he gives us these promises and strength of our hope is in the Lord's faithfulness and his promise to us. And the prophet Ezekiel today reminds us of that hope and the Lord's promises. And Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14 has kind of been a theme for some time in my own life as I reread uh, the scriptures. And, and this scripture keeps coming up to me. And, and, and I believe it's a word for us this morning that God has put before us that we could take hold of what Ezekiel said and, and how it's relevant to us right now. And, and the prophet Ezekiel gives us this reminder of hope and, these, and the Lord's promises. In Ezekiel 37, 1 through 3, in the first part of Ezekiel, God gives this vision. And he says this, the, the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out and the spirit of the Lord, and he set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there was very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon Ezekiel, and the Lord brings Ezekiel to a valley full of dry bones. And that valley is significant because historically, Israelites' battles were in valleys, that, that every battle was fought within this valley. And the battle for us is always in the valley, not in the mountaintop. That's when we get into that place where the battle begins and, and we get into that valley and, and that we know that we don't set up camp in a valley, but we fight in the valley. And then we fight and we keep walking through to the other side as God brings us to that promised place. And right now we're going through a battle. And in this valley that the Lord has, and, and, and he's with us in the midst of the valley that we're going through. And that he's beside us and those promises still stand. That he's with us in control. That he's good. He's watching over us. And that we are and will be victorious because God is with us. The Lord asks Ezekiel this incredible question. He says, son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel gave an incredible response. The only response that you can give. Oh, Lord God, you know. The Hebrew nation is scattered in exile, and there's nothing but a valley of dry bones before them. So he gives this vision to Ezekiel. Now in Ezekiel, verse 4, but 4 through 6, is this command now. And he tells Ezekiel in verse 4, he says, Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And the Lord is telling Ezekiel to prophesy to these dry bones, to preach to them, preach to them my truth, to remind them of my promises. Speak to them and give them hope because they're hopeless. And he goes on in what the Lord showed Ezekiel in verse 7 uh, through 10. And that's about faith. Ezekiel's faith 
to prophesy, to say these things that the Lord has put on his heart. And he says, so I prophesied as I was commanded and I prophesied and there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together, bone to bone. Ezekiel, by faith, does as the Lord commanded him. God, who is faithful, moves in power. Ezekiel shows his faithfulness to step out, to walk in that faith, to trust in God, that that knowing the Lord would meet him, and God begins to move in that power. And it goes on in verse 8 through 10. It says, Indeed, as I looked, and the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, then there was no breath in them. And also he said to them, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, say to them to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds and breathe and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and they stood up on their feet an exceedingly great army. See, the breath is in the spirit of the living God. It's that same breath that brought Adam into creation. It's that same breath, that same power of the living God and and that, that it wasn't brought to life and it didn't become an exceedingly great army until that breath of life was breathed into them. The spirit of the living God came upon them. And it goes on in Ezekiel and the Lord's promises that he gives them in, in verse 11 through 14. He said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. This quote sounds really familiar to us right now in verse 11. They said, indeed we say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. See, Jewish people would use a common idiom uh, for their time to express a helplessness or a hopelessness. And the idiom they would use is our bones are dried up. That when there's a sense of helplessness and hopelessness, they would say, our bones are dried up or my bones are dried up. And the nation of Israel had become hopeless. It became helpless, directionless. And they were a people of God that was lost. They were once this vibrant nation filled with expectancy and enthusiasm and it is now dry. God's presence and power had been with them all along. But somewhere along the way, they lost Hope. Their hope was lost when they took their focus off of God. Their hope was lost when they took that focus off God, and as a result, he took his favor off of them. It goes on in Ezekiel 37, 12 through 14, of this prophecy that he continues to have, and behold of my people, and he'll open the graves, and this incredible promise that the Lord gives, and what he says he's going to do, and his promise that he's going to continue in verse 12 through 14, that prophecy says, Thus says the Lord, Behold my people, I'll open the graves and cause you to come up from the grave. I'll bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord and I've opened the graves. Oh, my people, I brought you up from the grave. I will put my spirit in you. I'll put my life in you and you shall live. And I'll place you in your own land and then you shall know that I am the Lord. Have spoken and performed it and says the Lord. The Lord promises the restoration of Israel, giving her a new spirit and a new heart. Ezekiel's prophecy was 600 plus years prior to the Messiah coming. He was a prophet that would proclaim to the Lord's, uh, to the people of God of his sovereignty, of this 
supreme power that he had. And it was a proclamation over all the nations that he would proclaim this word to all the nations, not just to the nation of Israel or to the areas that he was, but that God's sovereignty ruled and reigned. And he would give this word. And, and God's new covenant would be written on their hearts. And it would be on the heart of the flesh rather than upon tablets of stone. That, that this promise would come to fruition and we're brought to the gospel today. And in today's gospel, in John 11, we are familiar with the story of Martha seeking after Jesus because of her brother Lazarus who had died. And Mary stayed at home, but Martha runs to meet Jesus and says uh, that, that if he would have been here, you could have saved my brother. That she can't contain waiting, but, but going to engage Jesus in this moment. And she goes, and she goes to meet him there, and, and, and if he could have just said the words, his brother would live again. And Jesus says this incredible line that we're to remember. He says, your brother will rise again. That he will rise again. Again, we have this promise of the Messiah, and the promise that he brings hope. And it goes on in John 11, verse 24 through 27, where Martha said to him, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on that last day. Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. That he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. He who believes in me, although he may die, he shall live. Jesus goes on and says, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And he asked Martha, do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. See, Jesus is our hope and the promise of salvation, a renewed life to all those who believe. What our dry bones need today is that same touch from the Lord, the spirit of a living God to breathe life into us and to fall fresh on us. And I know that we don't know right now what tomorrow brings, that, that we're in a desperate time. They we're in a really difficult time. But I'm optimistic of what the Lord wants to do. I'm optimistic that, that through such difficult times comes incredible opportunities to share the gospel. There comes incredible times to reach out to those around us who are hopeless and share the hope that we have found. That we don't let fear drive us forward, but that we increase our faith by drawing near to the Lord as he draws near to us. And that what could a nation look like as it begins to turn away from those things of the world? They're forgotten. And we as a nation have turned away from the Lord in many ways, and we've forgotten. But now, because of what we're going through, we have an opportunity to have a fresh look at our relationship with who Christ is. That, that being forced to be with family is a good thing. Being forced to sit around a table and have a meal is a good thing. Coming together and discussing the things that are most important in our life is imperative. But it all stems from where our hope lies. That we don't need to be hopeless. That we know the promise that's given to us. We know where our hope lies. We know where that renewed life is. And Jesus clearly lays that out for Martha, that there was something greater. That there was an eternal life, that there was a promise for those who would believe. An eternal life that he would give for those who would believe in who he was. Our dry bones today need more than ever that, that fresh 
touch from the Lord, our spirits renewed in that very relationship with who he is, that he would breathe his life into us and breathe that life into those who are fearful right now, for those who are hopeless and helpless right now. Regardless of what's going on around us, God did not forget us, that he loves us, and our hope remains in him. And there's hope and a future and a plan, says the Lord, that he has for us. Jesus renews the dry bones. He calls to all who are lost and he brings hope. And those who cut themselves off are restored and those who believe shall never die. See, God's grace always breaks through our darkest moments. That God's grace is always enough. We know that his grace meets us today. His grace will be enough and efficient for today and that we continue to know he is our hope. Continue to ask him to fill that place in our life as he breathes that life and his spirit into our lives. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we know that you are our hope. And Lord, we pray right now for those who are feeling hopelessness. Father, those who don't have you to turn to. Lord, when those things are all stripped away in our life, we're left with ourselves in a decision to make of where our hope is found. So Lord, for those of us who've grown weary, refresh us today. Strengthen us, Lord. Let our faith abound this moment, Lord, as we meet with you. But for those who are hopeless, and if you're listening, you're watching right now, and you're hopeless, I want to tell you that God has a plan for your life, and he's not finished. And he wants to see that plan come to fruition, to be fulfilled, to hold on to his promises. And if you don't have that relationship with him, he desires to have that relationship with you. All we do is we turn from our old way of life, from our sin, and we repent from those things and we turn towards God. And it's grace that's given in that moment, this free gift with a promise of eternal salvation for those who turn. And he gives that gift to us, but we have to respond to that gift. And if you're here listening or watching and haven't asked him in your life that way, I just want to pray a prayer right now and I want you to repeat it after me. And if you pray that prayer with me, I want you to contact us in our office. Tell us you prayed that prayer, and then we're going to help you along this journey with the Lord. So just pray with me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my heart, and I ask you to come in. Take control of my life and make me the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen.